Hello and welcome to Game Pass Forever, a standalone segment of the Outside is Overrated podcast. Each month we dive into a new game off the Xbox Game Pass lineup. This segment exists because of the generous support of our backers on Patreon. If you enjoy this content, please consider supporting our show at patreon.com OIO and pledging at least $2 a month. Outside is Overrated is presented by Premier Health. Check out their website at premierhealthmn.com. I'm your host, Tom Sedlachik, and joining me tonight are the Hobby Box, Joe Burns. hey And Dr. C, Casey Aline. Hey, what's going on, everybody? For February's Game Pass Forever game, we played Amnesia Rebirth by Frictional Games. This game launched in October 2020 and has a 75 on Metacritic. A horror adventure game, Amnesia Rebirth has you fumbling about in the dark, solving puzzles and dodging flesh-eating monsters. The core gameplay loop consists of scrounging for matches... Walking down some dark hallways, lighting torches, dodging the monster, read some notes, and repeat over and over and over again. Casey, <laughs> you nominated this game. Are you happy with that life decision? I was, yeah. I This game kind of surprised me a little bit. We haven't played uh, a game like this in a long time since the medium, and uh, in comparison to the medium, this game did a lot of good stuff, and the medium did not do a lot of good stuff well to be fair compared to the medium every game does good stuff <laughs> it ends in me guys it ends in me. i went all the way through this month thinking th- the title of this game is amnesia rebirth so i without actually looking it up and verifying it thought it was a remake of the original amnesia game i'm like oh yeah desert that sounds familiar that's probably right so it, and it's not it is the third game in a series so casey just why exactly did you choose a third game in a series that we haven't played any of the other previous two. Um, I, I mean, don't know. We did do Wolfenstein uh, Youngblood Young before we did Wolfenstein. So right. I guess it's not unfamiliar ground for us. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't do a whole lot of research beforehand other than the fact that I... Did you just like, scroll through the Xbox Game Pass app and choose one at random? No, I... <laughs> at well, least he made sure there was it was in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. that. Thank you. <laughs> I think I just searched something like best games on Game Pass, and that was one of them. And I was like, "Oh, we haven't played a a horror game for a while." And no. then, and then I looked, and like it was pretty highly rated, anyways. At least I think like seventy something Metacritic, and a seventy-five of, of, of the other Amnesia games. I th- this one I think had the most critical acclaim. Although the the first one did get pretty uh, YouTube famous from. From what I found out before, I think like it kind of made PewDiePie who he was, his reaction to playing the original Amnesia. I had no idea how to pronounce PewDiePie. <laughs> it's, it's PewDiePie. Let's let's be let's make sure we get the pronunciation <laughs> correct. <laughs> My kids are way more into him than I am, as you as you could probably tell. I I, I, I prefer PewDiePie, yeah, even though it's PewDiePie. Yeah, the PewDiePie is a really big aficionado of turd based strategy. So. <laughs> that freaking loves him. I, I would be fascinated to know what outlet or what person on earth listed the best Game Pass games and put Amnesia at or near the top of the list. Because, you know, scrolling through the app, I could probably name a dozen that I think would be above this, but... I mean, could have been a horror fan, and maybe there's not a lot of good horror games on there, so that could be it. Yeah, that could be. Well, speaking of horror games and horror fans, what is our collective appetite for scary games? Like, Bernsey, you play one, like, every week, right? No. Uh, It's... Not the type of game that I seek out and not necessarily the type that I enjoy. 
So you're saying um, you hated this with a burning, fiery passion. Um, I liked aspects of it, but yeah, there's but aspects of it that mm-hmm. I really didn't like. Um, burning, fiery passion. We'll get into it. Casey, <laughs> it seems like you are more into scary experiences. Is that just a game thing for you, or are you a scary movie fan, too? Like, you just love pooping your pants, or what? <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, like Joey, I don't go out of my way to play horror games. I think I enjoy adventure games in general, but, I mean, if, if they're horror, great. Um, I, I do enjoy some horror films again, though, like it's not that I go out of my way to actually try to see them. If, if they happen to be on, I'll, I'll probably sit and, and watch through them. Um, but like, I honestly can't remember the last horror movie that I've watched. So I don't know. It just seemed like a really interesting choice and something that we haven't really, haven't really, I don't think even the medium, I don't know if you could call it true horror game like this this is like the only one that we've kind of <laughs> i can't think of a time when i was actually scared in the medium no like there were a couple even... jump scares like there was one like when you're walking down a hallway and you look at a door and a thing like pops up like yeah. that was a legitimate jump scare and but that monster in the medium is supposed to be pretty scary although I, we i think the difference is when you're the third person perspective of the medium and then the first person perspective of this game uh, like really makes it because everything's then in your face, right? And you're in the head of the character as opposed to the displacement when you were watching, what was it, Jesse? Was that her name in the medium, I think? I can't remember for sure. It's impressive if you get so, that right. Yeah. I actually sound, yeah, it sounds right. And so it's, I think that distance makes a big difference in how scary it maybe seems at times or really just jump scary it is, I guess, more than anything. I'm not really a big horror gamer either. It's not a genre I typically pursue. I played the medium with you guys. I played a bit of Dead Space when it came out because people were really super into that game. And I played a fair amount of Resident Evil 1 when the original PlayStation released. And those are those were the only horror games that I could think of that I ever really spent any time with. I've played... Uh... I've never played De- Dead Space. That's one that I've always kind of wanted to it's pretty rad. jump into. I, then I got the remake's f- just coming out. Yeah, so. I got a fair amount into it, but then there was like a boss fight with a really clunky mechanic. I'm just like, I'm done with this. Uh, I've played like Outlast was a game that I got on PlayStation Plus that is similar. Um, you know, you don't really do combat. And that one has like a mechanic where you take pictures and that does things kind of like what Fatal Frame did back in the day. Otherwise, yeah, I haven't played a ton of horror games. I've played, like, Resident Evil 5, I wouldn't even say, is a horror game at that point. That was much more of just, like, an action game. Yeah, I think 4 took that franchise in a dramatically different direction. Yeah, well, and 7 then brought it back more towards the, you know, straight-up horror. And then also had it in a first-person perspective, from what I've heard. And um, I, I have a copy of that from a friend that I haven't touched, and I've had it for, like, three years. So, one of these days. Maybe. Awesome. Well, the main hook of Amnesia Rebirth is the story. Casey, did Tassie's journey across the Algerian desert grab you? Yeah, it did. I think, you know, right from the get-go, the opening sequence was was pretty interesting and, and grabbed my attention right away. Um, like, just that lightning storm and seeing just the flashes of, like, what the heck was that? You know, there's something on the wing. I don't know. <laughs> it just reminded me of of that. But um, Did it give you a Lost vibe? Is that why you're so into it? Plane crashes? <sighs> Lost. Don't even get me started with Lost. You loved Lost. No, I hated Lost. You loved uh, the opening of Lost. Didn't you love the first season? The numbers, I, I loved, like, I don't know how many seasons there were. I loved basically every season up until the last two. And then it, like, just, I don't know, completely fell off a bridge. And I thought it got, I, I don't know, it just, it sucked after that. <laughs> it really sucked. And I know I don't remember which one of our 
co-host friends has watched Billy. It. Billy, yeah. I don't know how he has watched it as many times as he has because <laughs> that show in the end just pissed me off to no end. But yeah, this this game, like, I didn't end up beating it. Um, I think I don't know how far I am. Probably about halfway through, I'm guessing. But um, yeah, that that opening sequence really kind of grabbed me from the start, and then. I don't know. I still don't know kind of what happens after that. Like it, it's really confusing. Like why she woke up on the plane. The crew was already in front of her. Um, I don't know why they would have just left her unless they thought she was dead on the plane. And then you know, after I, I really guess don't even know what happened after that. It's it's still all very confusing. And we're going to talk about it a little bit as to our theories. But yeah, it's very I mean, very asked, very kind of. She didn't know what happened either. Apparently, no. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a lot of those same questions. Now being three quarters of the way through the game, I have a lot of those answers. Bernsey, you are a heavily narratively based gamer. Did Tassie's journey grab you? Not at first. Like the very the very intro scene, you know, with the plane crash and everything like that. Like that that was interesting. Um, and then the next, like I don't know how long, hour, two hours ish. I just wasn't intrigued. You're just like, you're wandering through the desert and then you're at this location and you're wandering around there. And I don't know. It it just, that whole part of it wasn't super interesting. Like you'd find snippets of story here or there, um, you know, and, and finding out like about your crew and everything I think was, was intriguing, but then it was all just sort of wrapped around like, just wandering around these environments and I don't know, nothing really grabbed me in those first couple of hours. That's interesting. Cause I texted you guys right off the bat because I was playing this down in Florida on the steam deck on Xbox cloud-based gaming, which works exquisitely well when you have a good internet connection. And I really like that opening. Like I like yeah. wandering around. I'm like, what kind of game is this? Oh, all right. It's just an adventure game. Walk around, touch everything. It's like, Oh look, I can light a match and light that up. Cool. Then I go wandering into the dark. It's like, Oh, I don't have any matches. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, and maybe it's just because that first couple hours is getting you into the whole, you know, matchstick manager aspect of the game where you're just trying to track down matches and then light torches as you walk through the dark and I don't know. It's just kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep wandering around until I find more matches and then light more torches and then that I can't. You know, that I can't magically, you know, take with me, of course. I mean, apparently they're cemented into the core of the earth. Um, You can't, like, break it off somehow and then carry it with you so you don't have to constantly be finding friggin' matches everywhere. Yeah, and you certainly couldn't, like, break off the leg of a chair or anything. That would be ridiculous, but I joke that you (laughs) hate the other random chunks of wood that you find (laughs) laying on the ground. It's just like, hold it over the frickin' torch for a little while. You know, so apparently it wasn't just her memory, but it was some of her just cognitive faculties that she lost. Indeed. Well, I joke that you hated this game with a burning, fiery passion, but I do know that you got into it. Where did this game start to grab you? So, I think... I mean, the fort gets got a little bit more interesting because there's there's like this sort of set area and you're kind of piecing some things together there uh, and, and exploring a little bit. And, you know, oddly enough, that's when it introduces like the ghoul or whatever the heck it is. Um, and then like once like that was OK, like that was interesting. And, and you're solving some puzzles and figuring out your way through this environment and then running for your life a couple times. Um, but then it's like once I finally found like the first like vision totem thing, 
Um, and then once I got to the map where you find like four of them, uh, and then that's like when it got much more interesting. Cause it's like, Oh, okay. There's like this much bigger story than just about Tassie that is going on here. And then that's like the pieces that actually like intrigued me more than anything about the story. Um, and to kind of set up how this game works, like you open up and you're just wandering through the dark for a yeah. while. And there's not much story. You can touch some things. You can find some notes. Uh, when you get about roughly a third of the way through the game, something happens and then you're at this fort. And that's when they start dribbling out the story. And it keeps going and you dodge the monster for a while. And then you end up going somewhere else. And that's when they really start clearing up the picture. And like, I have a lot of the pieces now. Like, I still don't know yeah. how exactly how they all fit together. But I've seen... A lot of the puzzle and the story is really interesting in this game yeah one thing that i noted time is very wonky so like you start as tassie and like the whole crew has moved on like she just wakes up in this crashed airplane it's like well why the hell did they leave her behind so i don't i don't think she got left behind i think she randomly ended up back there after the fact because you know you're finding these memories of times when she's was going through the areas that you're going through again so for some reason she returned back there or, you know, as the mechanic goes, she died and then teleported back there um, possibly as well. I don't know. Um, so I don't, I don't think that it's like they left her there. Like, obviously, she went through things before she got back there because she's remembering things as you're going through the different environments. So I, I don't think that's like the aspect of it. Um and I don't know, like, it, a lot of that stuff hasn't really been, there haven't been a whole lot of answers on that aspect as far as I've made it at this point, I don't think. I would comment that you get them. There's also a point where time jumps in the other direction rather dramatically, which is kind of interesting, and I don't have the explanation for that yet. You mean back in time? No, forward in time. Forward in time. Yeah, so I'm going to just reiterate that time is wonky. Uh, like how far for like a lot of time or a few months? Months. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I think, I guess I don't know. I, I guess I don't know. I haven't made it far enough past that moment yet that I don't know if actual time has gone past, forward or... If other things are going on, <laughs> I don't know. I'm being so cryptic, which makes yeah. it hard to talk. Well, this game plays a lot of mind games, for one. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, stuff, and you don't always know what's real and what's not. And, like, the real true joy of this game is, like, picking away at that story. And, like, mm -hmm. for me, I enjoyed uncovering the story. I did not particularly enjoy dodging the monster. Like, I enjoyed the yeah. Oasis, where you're, like, wandering around, touching all the stuff, and, like, there's no imminent threat. Uh, Casey got stuck on the sister, and that is one of the monster-heavy parts. There's another part of this game where you're dodging like a hundred of those sons of bees Ooh. all at once and like <laughs> a couple like really remarkable chase scenes uh. yeah <laughs> that was all right. i was just surprised at how linear this experience was like it's basically fumbling through the dark along this corridor then you wander around touch some stuff and then you fumble through the dark some more uh we mentioned the matches that didn't really bother me so much until i died of darkness which is a weird thing to say yeah. like if you stay in the dark too long like tassie passes out and essentially you die and you have to restart from a checkpoint um but i know both of you guys struggled with matches and finding matches like i just plowed ahead like i just kept i'm like all right this game is pretty linear yeah. eventually they took away the fear of death for me so i just it was really early on that i struggled with that like for the most part now like as i've been playing through deeper i tend to always have 10 
books of matches, which is the maximum that you can have. Jeez. Um, and then just keep bouncing between using that and using the lantern at different times and I, trying to pick and choose like which group of torches I'm going to light so that I have like a little bit of a safe spot to go back to or whatever. I do something very similar with the torches. I used the lantern for the first time last night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the first time. Like I truly just plowed through the dark a lot. Another thing I noted, like every gall darn door in this entire Algerian <laughs> desert is locked until like you make your way through the puzzle and then you burst back out through it at the end but I, it was just so irritating it's like you see these doors and it's like oh can I open that one? Nope. Mm-hmm. So none of us finished this game. We've talked a little bit about how cryptic the story is but what what do we think is going on here? I'm going to try not to spoil anything from what I know. Casey, you got the least far out of us but I know you also read a walkthrough so what were your theories as far as you made it in the game? Um, I really don't know. Like, even after the walkthrough, I was pretty confused. Um, well, we texted back and forth a lot, and we were on the same page for a good chunk of this game. Like, I thought that Tassie was dead, and like... Well, I'll be, like... So the walkthrough that I read was just to get out of a spot that I was stuck in. Um, oh, I, I thought I, you read, like, a full story walkthrough. Well, I did that afterwards. So now, like, after we typed up all the show notes and everything like that, I actually did go through to figure out what the heck was going on. Because for me, where I'm at the game, I'm in the total confusion aspect of yeah. it. Like, my story has not even begun to come together yet. I was still, like, I wandered through the dark. I went to an alternate dimension. I'm at some sort of fort getting chased by a being. Now I'm in a cistern just, like, still running from from this beast. Like, none of the, none of the full story has come together for me. So, like, my initial theory on it was that she was dead and that this was kind of like her some like having an either an outer body experience or something like reliving the experience that she had and maybe she's able to change it somehow um and or maybe save the baby that's inside of her i don't know and then i was like well maybe this is a time loop thing like she's just stuck in like some sort of infinite time loop and she you know is just remembering bits and pieces of, of what happened to her as she goes on but None of that is even close to what's going on. So, <laughs> oh, Awesome. Well, Bernsey, I'll turn to you. You're a little bit behind me in the story. What are your thoughts on the story in Amnesia Rebirth? Yeah, I mean, so, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to think of what probably the craziest thing is and sort of like stringing a couple of like bits together that they've fed um, so far and specifically more recently. But um so ultimately, I feel like the reason why when she dies, she comes back or whatever is that the baby is what's keeping her rel- her alive. And then, you know, that's like the mechanism that brings her back, which is funny because like a week ago, we were or not even a week ago, a few days ago, we were talking about it before I played a little bit more. And I likened it to Death Stranding a little bit with with the BBs in, in that uh, which ends up being an oddly similar mechanic to some extent. You don't have to keep them from crying, at least, um, to, 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 to avoid the, the monsters. So there is that aspect of it that's a little bit uh, not as much of a pain. But um, So I think the baby is what's keeping her alive. And the baby is actually, so it's not like her kid with Salim. It's the remnants of the queen or whatever. And so somehow, like, she stumbled into something and was impregnated by that with, like, the Vitae or Vitae. Um, And then that's why she's able to keep coming back is because she has that. And eventually she'll give birth to whatever that next incarnation of the queen is. Um, And I don't know. That's probably not a great thing, but maybe it's fine. But I doubt it. 
Um, and so, yeah, and then that's going to be then, like, where everything comes to a head. I don't know. That's just my tinfoil hat theory. Well, I mean, the baby clearly has to have something to do with it, because another mechanic in this game is the screen will flash, and you're supposed to hold down B to, like, rub your tummy and connect with the baby. <laughs> so, like, clearly the baby has some uh, important role. Uh, it's unfortunate you didn't make it through one more stage, because they drip on a lot more of the story, like, in that next alternate dimension area. Well, no, so, okay, I... I since we texted, I went further. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I got past. I'm basically to the big portal that you have to try to to get running. Is how far I made it. So, oh man, you're right in the cusp of wandering through a hundred of those zombies. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You should go home and like play until you get through that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe now knowing that that's a, this is a good time to stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of stopping, there is something interesting that I noted in this game. Roughly the first third of the game, you're just wandering through the caves. I mean, you get the achievement for getting out of the caves and right before you get to the fort, uh, 15% or so of players had reached that point. At the next story achievement, at the end of the fort, it dropped to like five. Yeah. And like where I'm at right now, it is down to three point something. Yeah. Completed my last story. Is it surprising to you guys that people have fallen off this game so hard? No. Like, I'm really enjoying this experience. If we hadn't done the podcast, I probably wouldn't have gone back to it after that. Where Do you think I you stopped. would have made it through the caves? No, I made it through the caves. So I when I when where I had stopped after my first session of like two and a half hours was right before the fort. And at that point, just like, you know, how whoever made it that far, the 15%, the 10% that dropped off, um, between the end of the caves and the and the end of the fort, um, I would have been one of those numbers probably because it it just it nothing really like intrigued me that much um, at that point and it was a lot of just like kind of confusing weird things going on and it didn't really draw me in more. Um, but then it was like the fort and the radio and like some of that other stuff that's just like okay, there's this stuff going on and then finding like that first totem. And you're like, oh, okay, there's something else bigger going on, you know. Um, and then, you know, like you had said, when you get to, like, that laboratory stage, um, like, that opens up so much more of it. And then you're just like, oh, okay, there's a whole other aspect of this that's 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 coming into play here. Yeah, I thought the lab was cool. Casey, are you surprised that people dropped off? Um, no, I mean, I, I for some of the same reasons as Joey, but I also think, like, once you get to the Fort 2, the difficulty of the game, mm -hmm. if there is, I mean, it's not all that difficult, but the difficulty does ramp up. Um, there's a, just trying to figure out how to get out of the room where you can hear the radio is a, a little challenging because uh, you don't, like, for the first probably 15 minutes, I thought that I had to, like, build some sort of structure to get on top of the beams. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> there's a closet in the back, and I found this tunnel so i felt like an idiot but then like <laughs> afterwards you're just wholly in the dark and with at that time pretty limited match supply for me mm -hmm. so trying to figure out there's two distinct puzzles in that fort that are actually like i think pretty difficult and i think a lot of people would get frustrated like not realizing what they need for the elevator and what you need to get down to the actual where the where mm -hmm. the um the radio is well let's look at that second one for just a second because i got in the second one you need to find a piece to a thing and that opens up the gateway basically and like i saw the thing that i needed i'm like all right well i just walk around looking at the floor finding the thing and i picked it up i walk over to the other thing i stick it on i push it i had no idea there was anything else going on right there yeah but if you so you're talking about the elevator 
I was talking about the cannon. The cannon. To get down, so you have to put the wheels on the cannon and push it down into the... Oh, I didn't do that. What? Yeah. No way. I took and found everything that wasn't bolted down, so the wheels of the cannon I threw over there, um, multiple cannonballs, basically anything that wasn't bolted down, and then finally I wheeled a frigging barrel over there, and that was enough to cave it in. Oh, wow. That's incredible. My head just exploded. I didn't even think of that. Like, yeah. I never would have thought of that. Never, like, like, I just... Eventually, I'll find something heavy enough, and then, like, the, the mass of it was going to do it. And so I, and you know, you keep going back into that room with the cannons, and then the door will slam, and the stupid arms wave through the wall, and you're just like, okay, I'll wait till this goes. Quit freaking out. This is like the eighth time this has happened, and come in yet, you know? And so then finally it's like, okay, I've gone in here. I've grabbed like three cannonballs. Uh, probably a cannon wheel. Yeah, waited. Oh, yeah. The, the cannon wheel was like one of the first things that went over there. Um, you know, the stupid the stupid ghoul waves his arms through the wall, and it's just like, okay, I need something bigger. So then I like slowly try to get the stupid like barrel to the door. Um <laughs> you know, get it through the door and just drag it all the way around, weave it through all the debris in the room so that you could get it over there, and then finally roll that thing over and just it finally fell through. I was like, okay, thank God. So the way wow. you're supposed to do it, spoiler alert, if you're interested in playing Amnesia Rebirth, there's a cannon like in the yeah. hallway, and there's a wheel right next to it. And so like you pick that up, and she's like, oh, I think this will go on the cannon. So you put it on, and she's like, oh, I guess I need another one. So you go into that room with the other cannons. You pick up the other wheel, and uh, you bring it. And apparently the ghoul starts chasing you at that point. I was completely unaware of it. I just walk oh. over. I put the wheel on the cannon. I push the cannon over. Yeah. I guess he didn't open. chase me when I dumped the friggin' barrel on it instead. <laughs> so, But yeah, I, don't, I never heard her say, oh, hey, I bet you this goes on that cannon. I just like turned and ran and chucked it into the areas okay need more weight yeah that never happened to me either how i figured it out is like i was just kind of stumbling around in that room i think i lit one of the lanterns in there so it was still pretty dark and i was oh, I like com- completely out like like pretty much out of matches um I didn't and, and i just happened to like run into the cannon and the prompt came up to like that said i could push it so i'm like oh and then it like clicked i'm like i have to push the cannon and then, like, I tried pushing it, and it wouldn't go anywhere. I'm like, why is this thing not moving? So then I, like, backed up, and I'm like, oh, it doesn't have wheels. So then I started looking around. I'm like, oh, there's one. So then, and then, then I figured it out. And that's, but, yeah. It's it, funny. Like, I was jumping up and down on the spot that's supposed to cave in. Yeah, I tried like, that, too. You need something heavier. And, like, directly ahead, there's a cannon. I'm like, all right. It's straight up the hallway. It must be this. So I walk up to it, and she's like, oh, it won't move. Yeah, that didn't yeah. happen. Fascinating. I, I know I there's. Around, I stumbled around in the dark the, the for like 30 minutes. The best part of it was I was trying to get that brick out from underneath it because I was like, this might be heavy enough and it wouldn't budge. <laughs> and I kind of, at this point, I kind of figured, well, maybe I was supposed to put the wheels on there, but it's pretty dark over where I was throwing all this stuff. It was like, it was going to be, it was going to take forever to sift through all the cannonballs and other random. <laughs> chunks of wood that I threw over there to try to find the actual wheel again. I mean, I wonder if that was an intentional possible solution to the problem Uh or if you just, like, found a loophole in their physics. Maybe. I don't know. I guess. That's so funny. That is fascinating. (laughs) We'll get back to another puzzle in just a little bit, but one of the noteworthy aspects of this game is their use of cognitive dissonance. Tassie sees and hears things that aren't necessarily there. Bernsey, did this add or detract from the experience for you? So that's like a loaded question for me because I... I, I typically hated this game and everything about it? No, I didn't <laughs> hate everything about it, and I didn't hate the game overall. Um, so, I mean, I, typ- I typically find it intriguing when you don't know what to trust from, like, the narrator or the character that you're, you're playing as. 
And we've um, talked a lot about unreliable narrator, narrators yeah. and how much we enjoy them. This was this was different. Yeah, and though I do think the things that are happening to her are like in reality happening. They're just only happening. Like she's the only person that can see a lot of the things that are occurring, right? Um, because of whatever is going on with her, you know. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, there's, there's, there's aspects of it that I that I liked about that early on, and then there's aspects of it that just got annoying. Um, you know, like the the fear stuff. I would like to think that if I was in a situation like that that eventually you'd become a little bit numb to, well, it's just dark around, you know? And, you know, like I was saying before, you know, for like the fourth time that the stupid thing slams the door and waves its arms through the wall, you kind of like, well, it's done that again. It's not going to get me now, you know? Um, and then it just feels arbitrary sometimes when the, when the ghoul catches you. Oh, there are definite times when you're supposed to die. Yeah, but it's just like... I don't know. It's, one of those times, sorry to interrupt you, but no, one sorry. of those times, like, uh, the monster pops up and it's like, a prompt comes up on the screen. It says, hi. And I'm like, I'm in this little tiny room. There's literally nowhere to hide. Yeah. So I did the only logical thing I could think of. I lit a match. I ran right at the monster and I said, eat match, MFR. <laughs> I don't think that worked, did it? No, but uh, I felt good about my choices. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a time when I was trying to run away from it. It's just like, this is like a loop. Like, how am I going to get away from it? It's like four rooms connected. How am I, you know? And so, I don't know. And it's just like, okay, well, I'll die. And then he didn't come back that next time. So it's just like, okay, well, I'll just go where he was at then. And that's probably where I was supposed to go. Yeah, um, it gets a little wonky with the monsters too, because like where I was last night, I unlocked a new monster. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh. And so it's in this room, and like I try one way across, and the monster kills me. All right, so I try a different way across. Monster kills me. I'm like, hmm, this seems like it's going to be really challenging. I don't know if I have the patience for it. Well, I'll try one more time. And the monster's just gone. It's like, oh, good. Monster <laughs> took a vacay. <laughs> Let's go drag this thing over to where it needs to be. You got to take a W when you get it. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the thing that got me more than just like the cognitive dissonance was, and this was the term I was, I, this was the term I meant to use when we were texting, um, is the ludo narrative dissonance, which is a phrase they use in video games a lot. Never heard of it. Where it's the Case narrative. never played a game before. It's where the narrative like is one thing, but then because of the gameplay mechanics, it has to be another. So like with the torches and stuff like that, it's like, You'd think you could just find a way to break one of these things in half, and then you just have that, and you don't have to scrounge around for matches for the next, you know, five minutes. Um, you know, those are the types of things I think that, especially early on, really, like, grinded on me. Um, once I got used to I, those aspects of it, and then there was more intriguing things to solve other than just trying to walk through these caverns, um, I think it got more it got more interesting to me, and I was able to get around that. Um, but I think, you know, it, it's... It's a trope in video games for a reason, like amnesia and trying to retrace your steps or trying to figure out what's going on or, or what in your past matches up to what's going on right now in the present kind of thing. You know, there's a reason why they do it, because it's it's an interesting way to not front load the, um, you know, introduction of everything and the backstory of everything and sort of merge it into your progression through the game. And so I think I think that works once you get a little bit deeper into it and aren't just trying to take all of it like through a fire hose where it's like, OK, there's like these four these, this sheet I found with 12 names. I don't know which ones are important other than Salim at this point. 
So it's just like, okay. And then you find the little snippets of the people as you keep going and you're like, oh, okay. And then you hear a couple people's voices on the radio. Like, oh yeah, these two people are probably important. Um, you know, so it starts to like whittle away at some of that a little bit, but I don't know. I think, I think for the most part, a lot of that was, was interesting. Casey, did you like the Ludo narrative thinger? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, you know, I, 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 no, I 100% agree that, that, you know, the, um, that it added to the game. The, the, I think they did a fantastic job as you're stumbling around in the dark, um, just kind of running into objects. The, the, the noises and everything that they made. So like you have to play this game with headphones or with a sound system. I think it just, it really, really adds to everything going on. No, I don't, I don't need to add to everything going on. Like the jump scares were jump scary enough the way it was. I don't need that in my head. Oh, you need oh, it. You like, need, like it's seriously like, no, and it's, <laughs> it was one of the most intense experiences I've had in gaming. I don't yeah, need that. Me, me too. That's where like, and that's why I think it, it, they did such a great job with it and like the surround sound like you like actually hear things behind you and you're like wait a minute is that the monster or is that the can that I just accidentally knocked over and you'd like spin around in the dark and all of a sudden it's nothing okay phew I'm good or you're like or just never holy crap that wasn't my style like I like there were times in this game where I was like like seriously frightened and my son can attest to that. He was watching me, just laughing at me, especially when I was trying to figure out the whole cannon thing, just fumbling around in the dark. But yeah, I I 100% think that, that they did a, a great job and that, that, it, that the uh, cognitive dissonance aspect of the game added added to everything because it, yeah, I don't know. Like this was, like Tom said, this was, there's some of the most intense games I, or intense moments in this game that I've ever had. My heart rate was way up there yeah see i think like because the other game where it was like recommended you you needed to wear the headphones to get the full experience was uh oh boy now i can't remember the name of the game but it was uh i, I remember this. uh gosh what's her avatar name? not avatar <laughs> um senua senua uh, yeah um yeah senua and so and, and that sacrifice. one yeah and that one hellblade Hell, there you yeah. go that's that that's a whole we, we got to the whole name <laughs> um you know and that that's interesting because it's like adding an aspect to like what's going on there i think like the random things rattling w- was enough when it was just a flat noise coming from in front of me i didn't need that to be behind me or all over or around me and you know the, the random thing rattling against the ground when it really shouldn't be. I don't need that right here in my ear making me think. Well, what about like the me. scrinkly scrunchy when you start to get afraid or like right before you die in the dark? Like, no. oh man, I didn't find this game particularly frightening, especially when they took away my fear of death. Like the first time you just die to the monster. It's like, oh, right, I'm indestructible. Great. But like, even though I wasn't necessarily afraid of things, like it was intense. Like my heart was it, beating. It's still like jump scares i mean you know i don't care if you're actually i mean i wasn't actually afraid or anything but it's just yes, like you were. the thing randomly <laughs> pops out and it just scares the crap out of you sometimes and it's just like yeah i don't need anything else to like have that actually do that to me now there are times when you need that fear factor like i mentioned when there's the hundred monsters like you're walking through this like cave thing and there's a hundred of these monsters but the 
it's so silly. They are all like turned and facing the wall, and like most of them are like have jittery movements. So like it looks like they're at a rave or something. Just everyone <laughs> refuses to look at you. But because you have like the scrinkly scrunchy in your ears, and like the screen's going a little bit black, like it just ratchets up the tension. Even though I knew I wasn't in danger, it's like okay, you just have to walk through this until like you kick something down the well in Moria. Like was it Mary or Pippin? It was Peregrine, yeah. One of them. Yeah, foolish son of a took. <laughs> <laughs> Drop some L-O-T-R on you there. <laughs> there are a number of puzzles to solve through this game. Burnsy, I know you hated everything about this experience. <laughs> Did at least the puzzle solving, uh, was that an enjoyable aspect for you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some of the puzzles were actually were, were, were good, and then some of them, there was like the one that was really good. Um, you know, I mean, we talked about the... <laughs> I guess the puzzle that I referred to as just chucking everything not bolted down on the unstable floor, which apparently wasn't the solution, but it was a solution. Um, but uh, Yeah, I had no idea what you were talking about in the show notes. So yeah, I, no, I was talking about that, so we got there. Um, but my favorite part, my favorite puzzle was actually the main puzzle in the laboratory. Um, that whole thing was, it is, is really cool how you kind of like found the little pieces and then... You know, because early on when you get into like the main area of that of that section, um, you find one little thing and it's just like, oh, okay, this is how I activate the doors. Um, And then you find a couple of other things after you get to a different door and you're just sort of like, oh, interesting. Um, And then that's where you get like a lore dump and you're like, okay, this is this is some neat stuff, you know, and then you're like, oh, okay, you go up, you find this this thing that you got to try to figure out and and that is you you slowly find all these pieces and you're like ah oh, I bet you I need this for that and you just sort of go back through and collect the things that you need and then put it together and then there's another puzzle once you get all the pieces in place and then once you figure that out then it's just like oh my god that's awesome and then the floor becomes lava and then you're just like oh, okay I have something else to worry about now uh. <laughs> was that the red fleshy part oh my god that stuff i hate that stuff maybe more than the stupid ghoul yeah there's a chase scene with the flesh oh no i, I oh you got through that. that yeah yeah that sucks <laughs> that's so funny dumbest thing on the face of the planet and then it's like you die to the stupid stuff and you pop up somewhere and then you're just like okay is the stuff still happening and so you start moving and then all of a sudden it's like oh it is i'm crouching i can't run hopefully i'm moving fast enough yeah, I don't know. The, the lava <laughs> crap, the flesh lava, stupid shit. Shadow. Sorry, I hate that. It's called the shadow. Oh, the shadow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that. I, I learned that from the... The red stuff is the shadow? Yeah. Oh. I thought that chasing was fun. Casey, uh, you've never played a video game before. Did you like the bright, shiny colors here? <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy the puzzles. Um, I had to look one thing up because I thought I was physically stuck in the game and, and not able is, to even continue anymore. We had different solutions to this part, and I'm just dying to know how Burnsy got through this. Let's set it up a little bit. Like, There's a locked room that you have to get into, and then once you get into the room, you're trapped. And like we both found very different ways to get out of the room. Yes. So the obvious way is there's a a dead dude sitting there in a chair and he's got a oh. gr- grenade in his hand or pocket huh. and it's got a, a rope tied to it. Huh. So I'm like, okay, clearly this thing is attached to the door. So I grab the grenade and like it starts to like a timer goes off and you're like, <laughs> oh crap. So I threw it and it's like, huh, a dud. And I was like, oh, no. well, that's weird. All right, fine. 
So then I'm like exploring, like trying to figure out other ways to get out. And in order to get into the room, you have to jump across a platform and like go through like a kind of a small window sort of puzzle. But you can't actually go back that way because the platform platform fell. So there's nothing to jump to. So I'm like, well, can I jump from this window to the other window? So I tried that three times, died every single time. And I'm like, crap. So I couldn't figure it out. That's why I had to look up the, the walkthrough. And then like when I looked up the walkthrough... The walkthrough says before you go into the room, you're supposed to grab a key from um, another dead body that's outside the cell. Oh. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. I'm stuck in a cell. The dead body's outside the cell. I can't get the key. So finally figured out that you can still reach the key while you're inside the cell at, to unlock the door. Oh, really? Yes. Which it was on the one... Which which one was it on? Which body was it on? Uh, it's on it's the dude who's kind of hanging out of the cage. Oh, yes. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and it's on like the front of him, but you can still like cursor onto it and still, still okay. grab it. So how'd you yeah. get out of that room, Burns? Um, Grenade. So yeah, I had unhooked <laughs> the thing from the wall, and then it was like, oh, the door doesn't open. So I looked around a little while more, and then I was just sort of like, okay, well, let's see how this works. And grab the end of the string and just walk into the corner and watch it flop onto the floor. It's just like, well, hopefully I'm far enough away. And thankfully I was. It blew <laughs> up. It blew open the door and I was just like, okay. And then it's like, it sounded like something was chasing me, so I just ran and then like ran back to like the the main area of that. I stood right next to the dead body. I picked up the grenade. I dropped it straight down. <laughs> Blew up, killed myself. <laughs> Blew open the door and a chunk of the wall. So like, oh, and so when you came back to life, it was yeah, open. And you could just go. Yep, and I just walked out, no monster. So I just ambled my way back yeah. down. Like, All right, <laughs> make my finger and get the heck out of here. Where it's- in the world was the key on the on that guy? Because I like walked up to him, and like nothing ever. Like my the hand never showed up to grab anything off of him. It was. I don't know if it was in like a front pocket or in huh. in his hand or something. Like I don't yeah. know exactly, but like yeah, I just cursed kind of over him. every single yeah. part of him until I'm like, oh, hey, there you go. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm free. Yeah. Every, I don't know, and maybe that's maybe they do have a couple of like ways to solve each puzzle to some extent too. But I don't know. I thought it was fun just to like. <laughs> and then I did think it was a so I thought it was a dud too at first I was just like because it laid on the ground for a little bit longer than I expected so I was just like huh well maybe that's not going to work and then all of a sudden it's just like oh okay Tassie was going like no 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 and I'm like trying to jump over the stuff to get away from it <laughs> nope I was basically right on top of it yeah I would have gotten blown up too thankfully it was a dud but then I got stuck in there for like 45 minutes and couldn't get out so sometimes they have you solving a puzzle when the monster's chasing you. Sometimes you're just um, in the bright, happy sunshine or a deserted laboratory solving your own problems. Which which way do you guys prefer the puzzle interaction? Um, I don't know. I think... You like the monster. I do like... The, I mean, the, it just added so much to it. And, and like actually like solving the puzzle period kind of distracted or not distracted but took away from the part of the game that I enjoyed which was being frightened although I will say like now that I think about it like the puzzles were kind of a welcome aspect because I seriously don't know if I would have been able to like like if it was that intense the entire time I think my heart would have exploded mm-hmm. like <laughs> so you kind of need those those breaks in between to kind of like chill out and like just let your mind and in and, and nerves decompress a little bit yeah um yeah I think like so going back to the fort again, like that's where 
trying to solve that puzzle. Like it probably took me, I don't even know, 45 minutes to an hour trying to figure out that stupid cannon. And like, while I was in there, there were so many times where the inter- interactions with the monster, which like, he doesn't kill you in that, in, in that part, you can't die to the monster, but you can still die to darkness or you can die other ways too. I, I died. There's a stairwell that you go up to and there's a part where you can jump across the stairwell and the <laughs> stairwell on the bottom is gone. So like if you jump there, you end up dying. So I figured out other ways <laughs> to, 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 to die in there too. But yeah, just like, I think that when the monster is, is interacting with you and chasing you while you're trying to solve the puzzles, it definitely adds to the intensity portion of it, which I liked. It uh, adds to the annoyance portion of it, is uh, my perspective. I'm with Burns on this one. I wanted as little to do with the freaking monster as possible. Like, I don't know, because I, I was sitting there and I was thinking about it, and it's just like, I, I know that that's a huge aspect of the game, and the game probably wouldn't be as fun or interesting if that wasn't there. Um, but... I don't know. I just, I wanted it to be like different or I wanted there to be like a more clear understanding of like what the rules are as to when it's going to interact with you or not. And it didn't really seem like there was anything other than if you're in certain situations, it's going to be doing this. And that's kind of it. Like, cause at, at one point I thought maybe it was, well, if I have enough lighting around, it's not going to come into the lighting, but then it's like, Oh no, it's like, lit up like freaking Christmas in here. And it's just like, Oh, that thing's just walking right through. So it's just like, yeah, that's not going to matter. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's just like, and you start to get comfortable with that and you're just like, oh, okay, uh, I'm feeling a little bit better about dealing with this stupid guy. And then, yeah. And then the, the flesh floor lava shadow stuff comes around, you know, and then now there's another monster and there's a hundred of the monsters. And it's just sort of like, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I prefer the non-monster areas. Like when I'm solving a puzzle, like I want to think about it. I don't like having distractions. I, I like to filter out all the noise and uh, work through the problem at hand. But I do think they did an awesome job of pacing because like you'll go through a monster area, then you'll go through a non-monster area, then you'll go mm-hmm. through a monster area. And then they do a nice job of like ratcheting up the tension and then giving you some time to breathe and then ratcheting up the tension and giving you some time to breathe. Yeah, I'd agree with that. The um, puzzle I got stuck on last night, this is the only thing I had to look up on this, this stupid game. Like, I'm in a room, and uh, I have to make a choice, that I didn't realize I was making a choice. And you have to put a thing in a machine, then you have to go and hit a button, and then you have to hold a lever up while, like, the machine powers up. And, like, uh, I put the thing in, I hit the button, and, like, I tried to flip the switch, and, like, it didn't instantly happen. I'm like, oh, well, apparently I have the wrong thing in the machine, so I switch out the thing in the machine, switch out the other piece on the machine, hit the button... Like, apparently, I just had to hold up the stupid switch. Interesting. Yeah. Frustrating. Because I'm close to the end of this game. Uh, Overall, thoughts, impressions, and takeaways on Amnesia Rebirth. I really had a lot of fun. Um, I've never really experienced anything like this in a game before where there were, like, genuinely times where I was frightened. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like beyond jump scares, like heart beating, like super anxious. Um, the first time you're in the dark and the paranoia just kind of takes over you and the face pops up in front. Like, just like I just picture you sitting in the dark, sweating, like eating a salami. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you see me eating a salami, but you, you nailed like the, the like I tried to immerse myself in this game as much as possible. That's why I wore headphones. I did. I was down in. Um, in our basement, I turned all the lights off. So it was just me, the screen, the sound, like everything. And like, I just think 
if you're going to play this game, that's the way you got to play it because it just adds to that, that intensity. Um, and yeah, stumbling around with a creature in the fort while it's hunting me, it's just like, I don't know. It's one of the most intense experiences I've ever had in a game. And I just think they did a, a really, really great job with that sensory aspect. I, uh, yeah, I don't need to immerse myself in something <laughs> and try to frighten the living daylights out of myself. Uh, I, the story, the story aspects. So both like her personal story and then kind of the other story of like whatever else is happening, uh, I think is really interesting. And that's the pieces of it as you got deeper into it that really kept me, um, interested in continuing forward with, with the game. And, and wanting to sort of see where all of that is going and just kind of, you know, coming up with what the possibilities are of what, what, what all of this means. Uh, and so that's the stuff that's been interesting. Uh, I think like the stuff that they do to scare you to me, you know, and granted, you know, I think it, I don't think it could, the game would exist without it. But to me, that just is the annoyances that you have to try to get through to get to the stuff that I enjoy. Um, and so, so if, if you go through a haunted house, are you like the one that's just punching everyone? No. So like a haunted house is different, right? Because, you know, there's, there's no You're yelling at them. Give me narrative. Damn you. <laughs> are there any notes in here? <laughs> so I've only been through like, like a couple of haunted houses, I think in my life, but, uh, you know, you know, nothing's actually going to happen to you. So there's nothing that's really that scary. And sure, there's going to be something that'll jump out every now and again that'll freak you out because just jump scares are scary. Like, no matter how much you steal yourself against them, sometimes something pops up and it just catches you unaware, you know? Um, it's just, I think it's just more so, it's more so just that I would rather... So, for instance, example, uh, you know me, I like to survey everything as I'm going through an environment and then when the game makes you run through like five different environments because you're being chased you're just like there's so much stuff I, I could have more matches uh, <laughs> you know but then you just gotta say goodbye and then it's like oh that place I just ran through I gotta go back there to get one ingredient son of a bee you know um, but I think that also works because it's like when I went back there, I was like looking everywhere, trying to see wherever anything was, you know? And then like, as I was coming back, you know, I just basically sprinted to the door. And as soon as you get to a door, you just click it right away so that you get out of it and you don't have to worry about it. And it's just like, I don't know. I think it all works together pretty well. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of, of, you know, a game trying to scare me a bunch. Yeah. I think if I can try to summarize what you said, you enjoy the narrative, you enjoy mm -hmm. the different narrative threads that they're pulling here, but overall, I just don't think that horror is really a genre for you. Well, so I like horror movies, um, but yeah, I don't think video games, I don't think I like horror aspects in video games that much. Yeah, I don't think I do either, although I am very intrigued to play Dead Space when it comes out again. Yeah, I'd like to give that a shot. That, that has more action to it. Like, I think that's the other thing is because you don't, at least as far as I am, have any interplay or anything that you can do to the monster... It's just sort of like, okay, I just either get caught by it and killed and respawn somewhere, um, or I run away. And it's like, there's nothing like, you can throw stuff. I don't think it's ever going to do anything to the thing. And so it's just like, I don't know. I think that aspect of Dead Space would be interesting because at least, you know, I can I can chainsaw the dude. I can, I can shoot it or whatever, you know. 
Um, I think there's maybe more to it that it feels like I have a fighting chance, whereas in this you're just defenseless and whatever's going to happen is going to happen unless you get away. Yeah, I think they did that on purpose for sure. Like they wanted you to feel helpless. Yeah, they, this game is essentially just a haunted house. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the monster's wandering through, and yeah, okay, he can eat you, but, like, there's no consequences for that. So it's like, they, oh. they took away the fear of death for me early in the fort, and so I mostly just plowed ahead like it was XCOM 2. Yeah, I mean, the consequence is, it, depending on if you end up somewhere else and it's a pain in the butt to get back from wherever you pop up at, because um, there's sometimes where you don't pop up exactly where it was that you get killed. Um not always. A lot of the times it's right in the same spot, but, um, so yeah, annoyance. That's what it does. It's annoying. Yeah. I didn't run into that too much. There was actually one time where I couldn't figure out like how to get out of this stupid killer maze with the monster. And like, eventually the monster killed me like two or three times. And then like, it just popped me up at the end. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. (laughs) Onward. Uh, I mean, I like this game. I like this experience quite a bit. I, I'm not a big fan of the horror genre, and I don't. I really don't think I'm ever going to seek out horror games as like a primary thing for me, unless like someday my kids are older and get really into them, and I tag along for the ride. Uh, but I did really enjoy the story, and like being just a touch further than you guys, I like where the story is at. I have a pretty good idea where it's going, and um, I am definitely going to finish this game because I probably only have two hours left. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you have two hours left. You you might I think you're pretty dang close from just like knowing what you guys have told me already. Like, yeah. I think I we'll think you're, I think you're real close. Yeah, I have four areas left, and like the areas are can be very different lengths. Yeah, I don't so, some like, are like super quick. I don't yeah, think, one area yeah. was just like the killer maze, and it's literally like this little maze that you walk through until the monster kills you enough to warp you to the end. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get the idea that the last few pieces are all that. Uh, puzzle heavy or anything like that so i think i think you're pretty pretty close to the end yeah knock it out this weekend at a cabin in the woods with my steam deck booyah <laughs> i'll let you guys know how that go next month when we discuss hi-fi rush by tango gameworks on game pass forever hi-fi rush feel the beat as wannabe rockstar rock star chai and his ragtag team fight against an evil megacorp with raucous rhythm combat from tango gameworks comes <laughs> hi-fi rush an all-new action game where the world sinks to the music to your uh, oops that's a uh, skipped a line where the world sinks to the music the end <laughs> so oddly enough tango gameworks is mostly known for horror video games and this is the first time in a long time, if ever, that they've made anything other than a horror game. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I have a sense of dread about this game. Yeah? Bernsey, why did you put up Hi-Fi Rush? <laughs> well, so I think the main thing was, um, like, Tango Metal Game Hellsinger Works. was so galdar and fun, we had to play something. <laughs> we got to play another rhythm I mean, shooter. Metal, Metal Hellsinger <laughs> grew on me. Um, but really, I think the main reason why I put this up was because it was just recently announced and then released on the same day. Um, and I've heard lots of people really enjoyed it. Uh, and that was just three weeks ago. Yeah. So like, it, this is a brand new game. And I'm very excited for that aspect. It's always fun to play something new. And I don't know anything about it. So that's a positive too. But man, another rhythm game. Like after Hellsinger, I'm just. Maybe maybe this one will hit. We'll do it right though. Maybe Maybe this one will land. Um, Hopefully I can actually land on beat, which I could not do <laughs> in Metal Hell Singer. Which is funny. Hopefully there's a cheat mode because <laughs> if there is, I'll be fine. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. Check it out next month on OIO's Game Pass Forever segment. Anything else you guys want to talk about with Amnesia? 
Uh, no, if, I'm if excited. I had anything else, yeah. I forgot it. I'm excited to see what you think when you get to the end. Because, and, and if you're not going to finish it, Joe, you should read a story walkthrough just so you can finish up or see how it ends too. Because yeah. it, it is very, very interesting, like how it all comes together. <laughs> Can't wait. Well, if you enjoy this content, please back our show on Patreon. This standalone segment, Game Pass Forever, is tied to a specific tier of support. You can back us for as little as $2 a month. Check it out at patreon.com slash OIO. Thank you for listening. Stay inside.